Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. GEICO's been around for more than 75 years, back when they were using Morse code. Sorry, that's just my sense of humor. What's more, with GEICO, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents on the app, online, or over the phone, so you can talk to them at night or in the morning. So forevermore, just know that no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. More power to you. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Let's go Mets! Happy opening day! A home run by Wilmer Flores? Wilmer! The Dark Knight! Who's Mr. Clutch? Duda! Let's go Mets! It's Jim Brewers, Mets, and more. <laughs> hey, it's Jim Brewer. Listen to Mets and more. I'm in my um, hotel room in Buffalo. Um, there's construction going on in the background, which is what I woke up to at 6 in the morning. You hear that, right? I'm with Rich Aronovich, who I tour with. Richisfunny.com. Thanks for the plug. Very welcome. I'm waiting for my cup of coffee to, do- to be um, cooked. And this is, our first, this is my first time back on the road for a little while, a little stint, doing some stand-up shows. Can you? I don't know if you, you at home... Or whoever's listening, if anyone's listening, can hear that once in a while. That, but uh, yeah, it's probably going to happen a bunch during this conversation. So I apologize. You know, this isn't one of those we sit in the studio and it's just pure perfection. As my coffee maker here in this, uh, where what hotel is this? Hampton Hampton Inn. Hampton Inn. Yes. The lovely Hampton Inn in downtown Buffalo. Town, town, Buffalo, which is, uh, I think it's an Indian word for, hmm, lots of homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. I mean, I don't, this is what I don't get with a homeless people. I think, I mean, there's a lot, there's, I don't know if they're homeless. It's just a lot of beggars here. And it, I don't know, maybe it's a high drug area. I don't know. But the other. It's downtown. Every downtown has that. For some reason, downtown, it's, it's in the title. Downtown. You know, like... I should what? You should mention what you do when you're approached by a beggar. <laughs> this is, yes. <laughs> this is Jim Brewer's um, Fending Off Beggars. And I don't know what, what came up... I don't know how I came up with this, but um, I started with my daughter's. And we were, I, th- I think the first time we did it was in Salt Lake City. I did it in many, many areas. And don't ask me why, this just completely throws beggars off. When a beggar comes up to you, I get loud and aggressive, and I, I, I speak loud and aggressively in a fake German accent. <laughs> so, and... You've seen me do it before, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so if the guy, don't ask me why this works. It makes no sense. I remember um, the first first time I was with my daughter, and this guy came riding up on his bike. I'm in Salt Lake City. He comes riding up, and he's like, "Hey, man, I just want to find He was freaked out. He didn't even he didn't want to deal with the language barrier. He didn't. He just he was gone. And my daughter just cracked up. She, what, what was that? I don't know. For some reason, it works. So it worked a bunch of times. And then another time, we, we stopped at a shady place in North Carolina to get gas. And um, this guy was hanging out at the gas station. And he came walking. Up. He was going from pump to pump. He came walking up to me. He goes, hey, man. How you doing today? That, that's that when they do, how you doing today? It's never going to end well. <laughs> when a beggar comes up to you and he's going, "How are you doing today?" That that's his way of saying it's not going to end well. And I instantly just went, "Bestanden to five nasty stickerlichen," and he, his eyes, I'll never forget his eyes. And he went, "Oh, oh, oh, all right, all right, all right," and he just slowly started backtracking. All right, and he found himself another pump. They just don't know how to. They don't know what you're capable of. They don't know if you know jiu-jitsu. They don't know how... They just don't know. 
one time you're going to get a guy who's going, oh, who's that? 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 I was translator now. Yeah. It didn't work out. So I don't know if you ever, you might want to try that. Pick your... Um, I tried that and it wasn't believable. Like I. Well, let me hear yours. That's probably why. What? No, that sounds ridiculous. You did No, you, it sounds like you're... You, because it sounds like you're trying. Right. You can't. You just gotta let it flow. You're pushing it from your belly. You know what it is, too? When I, don't I do look German. Well, you don't look German. But the other thing, you should do. do can't you speak Yiddish or something? No, I don't speak Yiddish. I could do, I could do some Hebrew. Or, or what about when or he, some Arabic? Yeah, what do you do when you do that? Do that! They, do that, they might run. <laughs> Great, I just lost my Arabic listeners. Listener. Listener. Which, this is under, it's underestimated. So anyway, yeah, another place where I see a lot of homeless people was like, Denver, why... If I'm homeless, I don't want. I want to go where it's warm. I want to go to Arizona. I want to go to Florida. Why are you going to Buffalo? Or do you think there's a lot of choice in the homeless community? Like, where would you like to be down and out? Don't you think they started off like in a nice working environment? They had a drinking or a drug problem. Things didn't work out. They didn't go. Well, I really should move. They're not like sea like birds. Well, they just go. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I guess so. They can't migrate for the winter. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, Rich, too, is uh, I'm bringing to the Mets game on Friday. It's Mets versus Yankees. Uh, and the Mets are, we're getting close to clinching. Although, what did you say to me before? I said it's a problem if you get overconfident. I'm not Cocky. overconfident. Just saying. For example, here's yeah. a good example. Perfect example of a sports analogy. Why do you think I'm overconfident? You go, oh, they're definitely going. They're definitely, they're definitely, they're definitely. You keep they're saying definitely. definitely. Gonna it's what? not definitely. There's a, you're going to the playoffs. They winning. are. They, they, they probably are. No, they are. Okay. This is 19. The Olympics in 1980 or 81, I can't remember. The Russians were monsters. They were the best team ever. And America at that time couldn't have professional Hockey players. They had to be in college or less. I remember the So the miracle on ice. Yes. Right. It was an overconfident situation. I'm just saying you don't want to get overconfident. You can be confident, but not overconfident. I'm not overconfident. The Mets are clearly going to the playoffs. Okay. I I, I don't disagree with you, you but I'm I'm just giving you a nice, careful warning. Do you realize they have to lose? I think there's 17 or 19 games left. Okay. They have to lose... Every, pretty much three quarters of the games, while the Nationals win every single game, except for two. So the Nationals have to go like fifteen and two, and the Mets have to go something like six and twelve. It's unlikely, but it's possible. It's not gonna Listen, happen. I grew up in New Orleans. Yes. I'm a Saints fan. New Orleans Saints. Yes. My whole life, we were going, oh, we're definitely making the playoffs this year. All that has to happen, dot, 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 and then doesn't happen. Or, like, literally, I remember this kicker from the L.A. It was the L.A. Rams. He didn't even have a shoe on. He kicked barefoot. I remember that guy. And the last second, he kicks, like, a really long field goal, and we're out of the playoffs again. My whole life. So, I'm just saying, maybe I'm coming from... But were they ahead... Oh, in their yeah. division by 10 games. There's only seven, 16 games in a season. <laughs> so, no. No. I'm not, not overconfident. Okay. I'm not overconfident. You ever been there where, like... But I will say this. Mm-hmm. I am nervous because my favorite pitcher, DeGrom, is starting to look really tired. Mm-hmm. He's his, This whole month, he is not... He pitched one good game against the Nationals. And he's and he's been really. This is his first full year that he's pitched a full season, and he's starting to look like he's just getting tired, which is normal and acceptable. So, I will say the Dodgers—they've been in the playoffs 
the last couple years. Mm-hmm. They're used to pitching all the way into the playoffs. That's the only thing that would worry me that we go down two straight games to Washington and we're down 0-2 and have to come back from that deficit. But again, with people not realizing, with the Mets pitching staff, Bartola Cologne, Steven Matz, those could be two huge chips that the Mets are not even thinking about. So I'm not worried about the Mets. I am excited that you're going to go to game Friday because mm-hmm. that's going to be like a playoff atmosphere. I like bringing people that don't really know baseball that well to a game that's like a playoff atmosphere. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we got shows in Buffalo. We had one last night. What I'm doing on this tour, if you come out to see me, uh, I want to do an all-new hour. My new hour, which is called Comic Frenzy right now, is on Netflix. You, I, I know last night you were on stage. I wouldn't, yeah, I didn't you know can announce you, it. It's okay. on Netflix. Okay, okay, okay. So I have two specials on Netflix right now. They're a year and a half apart from each other. I have End Laughter for All and Comic Frenzy. And then um, Rich Aronovich always tours with me. Although you won't be going to Europe. <laughs> Twice, two years in a row. That's all right. When, it's when, yeah, you know, it's funny. I, uh, there was two things I wanted to talk to you about. One, um, I was a kid, and I liked baseball. I mean, collected the cards, everything. Yeah. Then there was the strike in 90-something. Yes. yes. And I, I caught a little bit of a, you know what? I'm just going to stick with what I know, which is football. Right. It's a short season. I'm done with all this. Too, I can't keep track of the games. Right. Then since your little enthusiasm... I've gotten reinvigorated my love for baseball. And when we went to the game, even though we didn't win, we, I say we, like, I, I mean, the Mets did win, I had a, a blast. I mean, we... Well, it's interesting, I, I noticed, even if you're not a sports fan, there's, there's a lot of people that are really against sports, like violently against sports, for most likely their own tragic reasons. Something, they either... A jock rubbed them the wrong way, or they weren't popular in school. What are the scenarios? There are people that really frown upon sports and competing and all that jazz. And I take it as the opposite way. I take it as now I know some people's feather. It almost like family gatherings, uh, faith, synagogues, church, whatever, community buildups, sports is a great community gathering. And what I mean by that, it allows fathers and son to bond. It, it, it allows daughters. It, it, it allows friendships to bond and allows a family to bond. And even on a small level, there was a, um, there's been, and you all know I make Facebook videos, and I try to reply to almost everybody. On one of them, uh, Kelly, this girl Kelly, <clears throat> Excuse me. She's been she's been replying to me almost since day one, and she has a uh, she loves one of the guys who plays on the Nationals. And Kelly, I believe she's married, kids. I mean, she's always asking, "How's your wife?" And da da da. And every single time I talk about the Mets, she's like, "My Jason Worth did this," and it came all the way to a head last night when I'm playing Buffalo. And who's sitting in the audience? Kelly with her Jason Worth shirt. She had a friend with her. And it's just, it's one of those things where I'm always going to have a little friendly thing. Even though I love the Mets, I hate the Nationals. She, the banter of it all. The guy from Atlanta, Bleary. Yeah. Whose real name is, uh, yeah, is, is it Bleary? Yeah. His real name is Bleary. But I call him, no, I call him Bleary. His name is Cleary. Yes. But I call him Bleary. And I'm starting to notice... It's just, there's something about sports that can unite people. It's like music, laughter, everything else. Here's, here's what I think. I think it's, it's right now it's in the friend zone where it's friendly and nice. Where I see problematic is when you see like parents going nuts. Like they're too hard on their kids, trying to push them too far. Yeah. People are way too into the Friday night high school game where they're like, Betting on it and the pressure's too much. That's not so. Yeah. I, I, That's where it's negative. Where it, it goes from fun to 
professional when it's not on a professional level. I'm sure it happens it, it's, in my town, but I don't... It's not like a documentary on HBO about it, and it was like, it was disturbing. Like with families and stuff? Yeah, where the, the parents are living vicariously through the kids, and they're not, the kids aren't having fun. They're losing, you know, their fun because the, the father who, you know, got a knee injury before he could become a professional player was like, my kid's going to become professional. It's not even that. There's yeah. other, I, I know... twisted stuff going on. Well, I also know uh, there's, I saw it, I saw it in Senate 11, I see it after that, where there'll be kid actors, mm-hmm. and I know some kids that... You know, whether they take theater or something like that, and then you talk to the parents, it's really more the parents going, you know, this one, uh, is this one going to be... And, you know, I have a couple of people. At the end of the day, vanity is very appealing to all. Being famous is appealing to all. And we've been offered... We've been offered... uh, Reality shows, meaning D and I and the kids, and D always refused. We're not doing that. We're not allowing cameras in here. Blah 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 blah. And she always brings up a great point, which I always forget. Once you have your kids involved, you may want your kids to be famous, and you may want whatever you may you you want them to be famous, whatever. What you don't realize is that when you're it's hard enough as an adult. I still get in stupid Twitter battles, which I'm I'm a 47, going to be 48-year-old man who takes care of his parents. I'm a family man. I, and I'm, I'm, I'm going back and forth with some moron who just calls me a bandwagon Met fan, typical celebrity. And I, I, went, I went back and forth with this guy for like 45 minutes wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Because it, yes, I'm human, and it bothers. I can't stand. I categorize that as a punk. I hate punks, and it, it just negative energy creates negative energy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another. I I I do have a point to this whole thing, but with the Twitter and the Facebook, if you why go out of your way? Why does one go out of their way? To purposely write something bagging that. What is the objective? What do you get out of... If, if I... What do you get out of that at the end of the day? What do you... If I say, wow, the Mets were amazing last night. What is your motive to go, oh, you're typical. Uh, typical bandwagon. Promote yourself. But like, You can't just either ignore it or enjoy it. I don't get... That madness. There's of- a psychology behind it. There's a there's a psychology behind it. There's a probably. Uh, if, let's look at some seven deadly sins. It's probably jealousy or envy. It's one yeah. of those. I can't remember the difference. There's also some anger going on. There's also like definitely anger. You don't feel good about your life. You're pissed off with everybody else. Right. When you're not successful, when you're living in your mother's basement, and you're a troll and you're internet tough. Well, that's, that's something I noticed, too. There was a guy, and I noticed 99... I'm going to say 99% of the time, a lot of the people I really interact with, and I shouldn't say this because I don't want you putting up negative remarks, are the ones that are just so immature and dark and, and quite frankly, stupid. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll give you a great example. It was uh, a week or two ago, and the guy said, Enough with the med videos! F you, F the Mets, F the... And, and then he gets into... Then it goes into a whole, dude, just turn... Why do you follow him? But And, right. and they want to... You lick that, and you go do that. And it's like, dude... And, I, and now I'm looking at his profile. I'm like, you're, a, you're not a 14-year-old kid. What? What? What enrages you to the point where you're following somebody... Mm-hmm. And then you violently lash out. So I wrote to him like, "Hey man, don't be so immature. You're better than that. You're a grown man. You're ma-. and what does he do? I had a bad day. Yep. Thanks for responding. Love you, Brewer. Need the attention. I will delete it. Okay. 
I'm burn right back to you. That, and I think that's another thing. Like people on a human level, they're not you. They're they're oh, the social media will will dehumanize you. Absolutely. You forget there's a human on the other end. And I can't, I, I'm a strong believer. I, I have these visions of showing up at people's houses at times, just knocking on the door and they open it up like, oh, uh, like you wrote this, right? This is you? Yeah. Right? This whole thing about me and the family? Yeah. Well, here's my, here's my daughter. Here's my wife. Here's my mother. And just watching them like, dude, what's, what's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Have you dehumanized yourself? So anyway, I was getting to a point to this whole thing. Uh, do you remember how we started? I hate not having a pen because when I start a point and I go on these tangents, you were talking about um, community. Oh, oh, oh uh, people, the, the negative and positive of sports. Yes, but then after that. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, now I remember. This is what I was getting at the fame. The loving the fame. And you want your kid to become the sports star. Or you want your kids to be the best kid in theater and you want to get them an agent and have people come to me and go, you know, they're really into theater and one of the other kids now is a traveling star and they're part of a theater group and this and that. This is, and, and my wife, like I said with the reality shows, said, no, no way. Do you realize our kid? And this is what you don't, realize are you re- this is what I ask people alright so you want a reality show with your family are you ready for this are you ready to look at a at a you walk into a uh, you're going on a flight and you get to the gate and you get a little early so you go into their little newsstand and they're in People Magazine is you and your daughter saying, is she getting fat? Right. Are you ready for when that child goes to school, everyone to go, your father's annoying. Your father's so stupid. Why does he look high all the time? He was in a dr- Are you ready for, is your kid ready for that? And are you prepared for the way everyone's going to Twitter? What they're going to, right on Facebook, and what reporters just malicious, soulless, People Magazine, Entertainment Weekly, taking pictures of your kids going best boobs, fattest butts, uh, ugly children that, are you ready for the public to just, because... That that's what always that that stuff always bothers me. That stuff really bothers me. It's like, you know, they say, and I don't know who owns all that part of the media, but it's a gross part of our society. I really and I don't buy when people are like, whoa, it's entertaining. No, it's not. You don't have a choice. It's all owned by somebody that's paying a lot of money to put it out there. So at the end of the day, it's uh, it's a dark part of our culture that I'm not a fan of whatsoever. I mean, who, when did, like, how do you become, it's so easy to be, when do you become that dark where all you talk about is, oh, the dysfunction between these two is their breakup again and... The kid's getting fat, and this kid is a drug and the sex scandal of it's. Uh, we have a voyeuristic society that I don't know what came first, the market or the the media, because there is a huge part of our population that wants to see George Clooney on a beach, that wants to see this one or that one taking out their garbage, you know, these hidden shots, which gives the paparazzi who are absolutely violating these people's personal space. You know, there was an interesting case where I think it was Halle Berry and uh, Hillary Swank. They went to court saying, like, it's, it's violating our children's rights to go to school and have paparazzi following them. They are not famous. We are. So leave our kids alone. Right. 
And they're, you know, and they're like, well, it's a free of press issue. And no, it's, it's not. not. It's not. No, it's, it's not. It's a harassment. It's, it's harassment. It's violating. It's, you know, and, and then, like, if you look at kids' stars, how many kids' stars ended up okay as adults? No. Not many. Right. You know, the Todd Bridges, the, you know, there's a lot of those that ended up. And then what happens? Dead, well, this drugs, is well, this you know? is this is another part of what people I try to explain to people. It's no, it's no different than the high school mentality. Meaning, you remember the popular kid in school. Mm-hmm. So you had that popular kid in school, and you were the star. You were good looking. Whatever was good, maybe you're the president of the class. Maybe you're the the Miss High School. Once you're out of that school. It's a whole open market, and now you're not popular anymore. Mm-hmm. And then now you're looking for yourself, or you now you're falling into drug addiction, or you're getting heavy, or now you're balding, and you don't have the same looks. And it's I always call it the high school the high school star syndrome, where I I did it with Matt Harvey with the New York Mets, where you know what's going on with with Matt Harvey his last couple starts he came back from surgery and he's been lights he's been an amazing year for Matt but when all of a sudden DeGrom these other pitchers from the Mets started coming and becoming stars he wasn't the star you have four or five stars now and all of a sudden his starts started getting a little shaky and he started complaining i don't like being off for 6 days it's like well he was the Dark Knight, and he's hanging out with the Star Rangers and getting seen in the public. That plays a huge toll on people, on 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 people being uh, famous and everything else. Hands down, that's. Uh, so at the end of the day, I always say, you want your kid to be famous, you want to be famous, you better sit down. And think of all that. It's like the great James Hetfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once said, careful what you wish. You just may get it. Careful what you wish. You may regret it. I'll leave that song just as it is. As the great James Hetfield. See, I should have my own. I'll call it the metal church. Yeah. As the great James Hetfield once said, Careful what you wish for. You just may get it. Can I get it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then listen what he says next. Listen to the what the great James Hetfield says next. He says, everyone go to the book of James. The song of James. Where he says, be careful what you wish for. You may regret it. Can I get a yeah? Yeah! Can I get a ooh? <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna try that tonight on stage. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing that tonight on stage. That's freaking funny. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I tell everyone. Um, See, I remember being in Ohio with you and we were walking down the street with you and your daughter, Gabrielle. Yeah. Yeah. And um, who's hilarious and who is very talented. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But sure. you're walking down the street and some girl starts fanning out on you. Oh, yeah, yeah. She geeked out, yeah. Yeah, fan. Oh, I want to be on... And she was like a wannabe... Or maybe she was. A lot of people come up to me like, I want to be on Saturday Live. Yeah. How do I get on Saturday Live? How did you get on Saturday Live? And I'm just like looking at her like, dude, he's with his daughter. And then she was like... And and like close talker and violating of like personal space. People geek out. They geek out. And I'm looking... It's okay, but this was like... Because there was a guy this morning. This morning was like... Hey, do you think it'd be okay if I take a picture with it? I'm like, yeah, of course, no problem. Sure. Yeah, no problem. You know, just leave a five on the table. Kidding. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, that was different. He was respectful. She was like, her body language and everything else was like she was losing her mind. And that's the thing where people like don't realize, like, there's no boundaries. There's no boundaries. And that's why I don't go out at night. Here's a great, if you're a listener and you want to, when, when someone's famous, whatever. Hey, listen, get me wrong. I, the other night, I made a, a Mets video from the stadium, and right behind me was the great Dwight Gooden, one of the all-time most lovable Mets, and he was sitting in the suite behind me. And don't think for one second that when I started making my video, I was in front, because the guys in his suite kept calling out to me. So I said, well, you, you know, 
can we be in your video? And yeah, we're going to be in the video. But I had every intention on getting Dwight Good in that video. Mm-hmm. And especially after he acknowledged me and he said hello to me, but I didn't want to bother him. I didn't want to, I saw some other guy talk. He's like, dude, 1985 was the great. He's, he's heard that a million times. Right. Just like I heard a million times. I started watching Johnny Live and go, which is great. I'm glad you're doing it. I'm glad. Thank you. Um, if you notice someone famous, you know what famous people like? I, most of them. Some are egotistical in their way. Just, you know, this is what I love about my fans. My fans just go, hey, Brewer. Hey, Jim. Once in a while, they go, can I take a quick pick? Is it cool if I take a pick? Is it cool if I take a pick? Um, hey, Brew, what's going on? And then it, it, it ends right there. At the end of the day, I don't know you. Mm-hmm. You don't really know me. Um, I love my, I, I, my fan base is really respectable. I love them to death. I almost love them like extended friends. And they kind of treat me like that, and I treat them like that. Um, so when you see someone famous, this is what I tell everyone there. This is the ethics... We'll call us the ethic, ethics for spotting famous people and taking pictures. What's the what's what's taking picture ethics? When, when you see someone, it's exciting. It's like seeing a wild animal. Oh my god, it's a bear! And we covered all that. It's a bear. Don't approach the bear if they got cubs. You don't know how they're going to react. Someone came up to me and they go, um, "You know, so and so's a jerk." We went to a. Um, I guess Senate Live just had their season-ending party in the beginning of the year. And this guy saw me. He's like, hey, you know, it's, you're so easy to talk to, blah, blah, blah. Because I went to the Senate Live party, and they, I went up to this guy. I went up to this person, and they said, I'm not taking pictures. I don't, do, I don't take pictures. Sorry. And he was, he was kind, of, kind of mean about it. Well, this is, this is what I told First of all... Yes, the entertainer should expect it, but I, I don't like that attitude. And people go, you know, they should. That's why you're in it. You should expect it. This is what I t- this is what I tell people. If someone's if someone's out in public, let's say wherever they are, they're in public. Everyone knows they're there, but no one's approached them yet. You have to understand. The minute you go up to them. You go, hey, man, can I just take a picture real quick? No one's looking up. You really, I don't want to invade your privacy, blah, blah, And they do take the picture. They're opening the door for now a line of people that goes, oh, well, he took a picture with him, and then she took a picture. Go up to him now. Go in, quick, grab the kids. Go up to him with the kids. It's really hard to resist children, and people use their children a lot. I... I used mine in an indirect way. When I was at the SNL 40th birthday, I didn't want to take pictures with people. I would love to take a bunch of snapshots. but um, And it's nothing. At the end of the day, I notice when you take the snapshot and you look at it, it's exciting for about a week. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, I mean, who cares at the end of the day? Who cares? Oh, look, uh, it's the George Lucas is in the background. So What? Am I getting a George Lucas? Like, what am I getting out of that? Just saying I saw him? I don't know. Well, I do it to make myself feel successful. I guess so, yes. Like, I want to give the I impression. Was yes, I, I want to give the uh, illusion that I'm in these circles. That I'm better than I really am. Which is, you know I have what? a friend who was a correspondent who invited me to the, the final party, the Jon Stewart show. And I was like, you talk about it. It was like a museum of famous people. So yes, I wanted to feel better than I really am. You know, it was really cool at the SN- you, you nailed that in the head because at the end of the day, I think that's part of me and part of what I won't admit. Like when I was at the SNL forty party, I was I was honored I was there. I was looking around, going, "Wow, I'm part of this." Even though my wife's like, "Why aren't you in the show?" I don't know why. Friends were like, "Why wasn't Gopal? Why weren't you in the show?" That was ridiculous. I didn't I listen. I'm here. That's huge. And um, there is part of me going, wow, I'm, as much as I'll say I'm not in this circle, you're kind of hovering around the circle. It's almost like a, an orbit, mm-hmm. orbiting around the big earth. And I, and I have to say, uh, Chappelle, 
was there that night, and he said something really cool to me. I said, wow, Dave, this place full of A-listers. And he leaned into me, he goes, you're an A-lister, Jim. And he just kind of looked at me and walked away. And I, I don't consider myself that. I never would consider myself that, that. I'm not. At the end of the day, I'm not. Can it be? I think so. If I really went full force for it. But that was, I guess I'm just elaborating on what you just said. Close. Clearly, I want to go, yeah, I'm in that. And I shrug it off. Like, yeah, you know, I wasn't in it, but I was there. You know, mean. Standing behind Leonardo DiCaprio, bleep, name drop, yeah. and Bradley Cooper, name drop, yeah. you know, and George Lucas, name drop, name drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like when people like use their first names, like they're, you know, me and Leo. Yeah, me and Leo. And me and that G, I the big G. was starstruck by Leonardo DiCaprio. I, to me, that's a, that's a movie star. I think the difference is, like, you don't have to go, you know, he was in that movie. Right. The, w- you know who he is. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. Case closed. Yeah, period. You don't go. Zero. He was in that, um, remember when he was, uh. Remember when he was a kid, there was, was a basketball, in, right. and he played this. Right, right. He was in that. He was a heavy woman in the Johnny Depp <laughs> thing. Right, and right. And he was you should have seen it. The wife's best friend. It was a big boat. <laughs> he, you know, the he put his hands out. Right. But when you're on that Leonardo DiCaprio, you can't go anywhere without being bothered. You can't go anywhere. Right. Anywhere. Right. Without feeling that head's turning. All heads are turning. You're looking at like a freak show. Which is why you're in a, my outside looking in. Yeah. Right. There's the, um, you know, I'm in an anonymous program known as my career. But then there's the level where you go, (laughs) (laughs) where you go, hey, Jim's on a great level where it's, he's known, but he's not. Right. Can't go to. We could get coffee today. And I, one guy recognized you. That's right. It was nice. Yeah, I go into a coffee shop in Buffalo, and yeah, one guy or other people may have known. May didn't look like they did, but the one guy at least went out of his way to put. Hey man, I just want to tell you I'm a fan. And that's all he wanted. Mm-hmm. He didn't even want a picture or nothing. Just I want to say I love you on Howard Stern. Right. That's when are you going to be on Stern again? I love when you're on Howard Stern. Blah, blah. But I think you're amazing. I, I, I love your stories, blah, blah, blah. So um, back to what I was going to say before. If you go up to a guy or a girl or some family and they don't want to take a picture, you got to understand it's okay. It's their right to say no. And they may open floodgates. Because once he takes a picture for one, now it's a picture with everyone. It's sort of like when, at the end of my shows. I realize, too... Um, you ever go to a show and someone's charging to take pictures? Didn't you say you went to a Pete Rose thing? Yes, I went to uh, in Vegas. I love Pete Rose, by the way. I love Pete Rose. I, it's funny because be in Vegas thing. the same weekend I saw Jose Canseco. He wouldn't take a picture with me. Which Jose was, Canseco wouldn't? Nope, wouldn't take a picture. But he's, you know, he was probably Again, in the middle of his thing. He was running it's around. Baseball. This is a whole baseball thing? It was a baseball thing. No, this, he just happened to be at the casino I was staying at. Really? Then I went to another casino, and in the mall of the casino, yeah. they have like, hey, Pete Rose is here today. And I'm like, I love Pete Rose. And they were like, you could take a picture with him, and they, but you got to buy, and it was expensive. Like there was some, the minimum I think was a hundred bucks. Wow. So you, you could get it, but you had, the store had to make the money, he had to make the money, they probably split it. Right. You know, that's what he's doing to make his money. Right. What's he going to do? He's going to get a job as a salesman? He can't be an announcer. Right, and, and he's right. He's got that whole... He's got this whole, you bet on baseball, you you're bet banned on baseball, forever. Banned. You so want to do drugs, you want to beat your wife. Yep. You want to cheat. Yeah. Then Just don't is... bet. Right. You're banned forever. Right. You can... Right. Like, yeah. you sold steroids, yep. and half I... your team did them, and you cheated, and you won championships, and technically cost a team... Trophies and rings and other people's contracts for hundreds of millions of dollars because you're a cheater? All right, well, you know, come back next year, try it again. You bet you're out for life. <laughs> and by the way, the line this week is four and a half. <laughs> like, right. And by the way, by your fantasy team, <laughs> yeah, where you, I yeah. mean, FanDuel, bet, bet, bet. But don't bet. Don't bet on baseball. Right. Banned for life. Right. Come on. Right. One of the greatest, if not the greatest, hitters of all time. 
Mm-hmm. I get to watch that guy. Oh, I love this head first. Head first. Great ball play. So anyway. But the point being is that he has to make his money, and right. you're taking the person's time, right? It's his time. Yes, you're it is You're paying for his time. time. You're paying for the memory. He's not on you're the field. For the, the, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I do this at the shows now. And I was so against this at first. But then I, I, my biggest struggle is balancing the business with the what I'm doing. Right? Yes, I get a, I know I get paid for being on stage, but the business off the stage where people go, you don't, you know, how many times I heard you don't charge pitchers. Well, no, 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 no. You know, so and so comes here, he charges twenty five, fifty bucks. Does he make money? He goes, yeah, he's here for an hour. What? Now, no one paid that much money to take a picture of me. I, I find that hard to believe. But what I did learn, after a show, I'll get a line, I sell my merch. My DVDs, books, whatever. In the past, I would allow you to just take a picture. And then what would happen is, the first three, four people in line who want to buy a DVD, the first one that says, can I just take a picture, I have no money. Now the floodgates are open. I'm there for an hour. I'm just taking pictures, and I'm not making any. I got I, I just took a beating on the merchandise. I have to pay for the merchandise. I have to pay for it to be shipped. I have to pay to buy it, make it, all that jazz. And not, so now what I do is go, and I tell them at the shows, you want to take a picture, it's $20. But you're getting merchandise. So everybody's happy. I'm getting rid of my merchandise either way. And when you buy merchandise, you're going to take a picture anyway. Right. So if you go up to take someone's picture, you have to know. Don't be upset if they say no or they just cold shoulder you. It doesn't make their work any different. And like I said, they, you open up the floodgates. And don't talk to them. Don't. I watch people go, like, when you were in the movie, uh, blah, 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 and you did the... To you, it's a big thing. To them, it's something they might have did 10 years ago, and they don't even remember. It's 40 movies ago for them. It's um, what I find, it's a beautiful part, but it's... It's, it's just, you got to understand that from the fan perspective. What are you going to say? You find one. You you like you respond well when people are moved by something you've done. Yes. Look, when they talk about, hey, my father and yes. I saw your documentary more than me and it helped me. Yes. It's a whole different energy versus oh. like, hey, do the goat thing again. Do the goat thing. Yeah. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> and they try to do their bad impression of it. Right. Bah, bah, bah. Uh, <laughs> and they sound like they're getting hurt and there's something wrong with them and you just awkwardly like, uh huh. <laughs> yeah, that was a good impression. And it's just weird. It's but when they say, listen, my, and this happens almost every show. Some of us listen to you on Stern. Yeah. Think, how's your wife? How did, and now it's a different energy because it's like, you're like my friend who you're, I have never really met. You're absolutely right, Rich. When I am way more touched and I literally will drop my guard-ish the minute you go, I heard you talking about your father and I watched that DVD you made and it changed my life. It helped my life. Mm-hmm. I understand your wife went through cancer. I heard all the stories. You helped me making those videos. You and your wife changed our lives. You helped us through chemo. You, that video you did, that stand-up thing you did, talking about taking care of your dad, that, that's a whole different level. You're right. I'm all about inspiring. I love inspiring. Inspiration to me is life. And I think the older a lot of us get, I, even with work, I don't want to work unless I'm inspired. I'm making a record. And I, it, it was interesting because when I first started making the music, I wanted it to like, I want to just hit that one hit song and make $40 million. <laughs> and then I'll retire. <laughs> And we'll be flying jets. <laughs> Send the thunder. When <laughs> I went, and I had a hard time coming up. But the minute I went, you know what? My my intent of it was, I love the music I grew up with. That hard rock, classic rock, heavy metal. 
I want it to be able to be appealing to my age group, inspiring, and incorporate how I look at family and marriage and everything. And why isn't that in any music? You never hear songs about our marriage rocks or the kids are a pain in the rear end. It's so hard raising teenage girls. And I can't believe we're going through uh, an illness how we get You never hear songs about that. So that, that whole wanting to be inspiring helped me write all those songs. And I can't, you know, there's a couple that are just goofy. Like two or three that are goofy, but, um, but inspiration changes everything. But you, you're working out of love. Working out of love, and that's what I've learned in life. When you reach that point, you're at a good point. What is that noise? You hear it beeping? Yeah, it's con- this construction you were talking about in the beginning. It's it sounds a- like it's in the hallway. No, they're, they're backing it up right out there. But something that I, I noticed, like I, I almost took a job because I wanted, it was, the only motive was money. Yeah. And possibility of fame. And it was not speaking to me artistically at all. Yeah. And in fact, it would have ended our touring for sure. And would have been... Was I that the boat gig? No, it was a, the Playboy oh, channel. Oh, yes. I almost got the job being a host. We had discussions with that. And, it was, and I was like very torn about it. And my instincts were like, no, don't do this. <laughs> yeah, I like, would but we're going to pay you this much. <laughs> Send right. in the thunder. And, oh, I'll never have to work. You know, I, and, and you start fantasizing about just like what you were talking about. Where you're going, oh, I'm doing this out of fear of being, right, being fear of not being successful, out of fear of not being able to pay my bills. Out of fe- it was all fear-based. Yeah. And, not like, and I didn't like contributing to the corruption of, of these women's broken childhoods right. where they walk in and for pennies they're like here's my breasts and you're like oh great and right. we had famous people in the studio and I would want to ask them compelling and my co-host was like so you got laid yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I like playing with yeah, yeah exactly like, I w- it was like not my vibe at all it was like a you know very not what I was about and what I've been well, about and I went this is this is exact and had I taken the job I would not have a fiance deep you know wow. that, right? Had I, I would have not, because we were just starting, me and my fiance was just starting to get together. Yeah. And I was like, uh, and I was kind of torn. Now, luckily. Really? Yeah. The universe did for me, God, the universe, whatever you say, did for me what I couldn't do for myself. When they went between you and one other guy, and I thought I was getting it. And she was like, just so you know, I'm not moving to LA. And then I was like, oh, you know, maybe. And then luckily the job didn't happen, and I am going to get married. You, I've never seen you happier in my whole life. You're giddy. You're like a child. <laughs> Rich is getting married next year. Sorry, ladies, taken. <laughs> Which I don't know if you've ever met Rich on the road, but every time we go somewhere, the minute the waitress comes up, <laughs> she'll start saying, uh, "Can I get you anything?" You can, but I'm taken. <laughs> Eat. I love when hot girls walk by. Like, I'm taken. <laughs> I love doing that. She, you guys are a good couple. Oh, she's the best. You guys are a good couple. I think you're going to be a great dad if that happens. That's she's the plan talking about having in a kids. Years. Well, it's interesting the point you just brought up because every time I have something going really good, D, who's deeply in faith and locked in, um. We'll always, always go, let's start planning on what the candy's going to show, when the candy's showing up. Every time life seems to be going well, whether it's your focused, your energy's good, your whatever feels, candy always shows. Hey, you know, I got this project over here and I know you're deep into that passionate, inspiring thing you got going on, but you make lots of money over here, and it could lead to, you know, George Lucas and Jack Nicholson, and you want to hang out with Sandler? <laughs> you got to take off your drawers and fart Yankee Doodle. Oh, we didn't tell you that was in the movie. <laughs> it, it's, it's comical <laughs> how many times... That happens. We're at the point, D and I, where we laugh 
every time it comes up. And this is the I you got, call it like the negative forces candy, right? That's what you mean. All by candy. the time yeah. we call it the candy. It just it throws you off. You're on focus, and all of a sudden, <laughs> it happens in marriages. You know how many times? And trust me, trust me on this one. Watch how many times when you're having a bad time in mar in marriage or in a relationship. And everything you think, this is why I know this sounds wacky, but what you put out there, even energy and thoughts, somehow come back. Uh, it's, it's almost like someone's reading your mind. If you sit there and go, you know, she had, you know, I can't tell you how many times, so I'll go, I'll, you know, me and Dee would have problems in a past, like, oh, you know, she has no clue how easy it is for me. And if I wanted to, I'm really, you know, I'm telling you, if, if like a, a woman came up dressed like this and acted like this, and she was just joking. And Lily, it's like, "Hello, did you order me?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> no one will ever know. <laughs> yeah, they'll never know. And my name is Candy. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Candy. <laughs> Short it's, for Candy. <laughs> it's, it's it's comical mm -hmm. how many times that happens. So anyway. I think we've said enough, Richard. Let's continue shows. We got a show tonight, which you know we have a go to because the time it airs won't be there. But this Saturday night, I'm in uh, New Jersey. I'm doing uh, the Mayo Center. Me and Rich will be there, and then we really hit the road. Some good stretches. We got Chicago coming up. We got San Francisco, San Francisco Peoria, Peoria, Illinois. Chicago. Uh, we've got Denver coming up at the end of this month. Denver, yes. That's Denver at the end of this All of this, you can go to jimbrewer.com. Look at the tour yep. dates because they're all updated. Yes, and then when uh, the end of the month, I'm so excited. You don't understand. The most exciting thing I've been waiting for my whole life is this music thing. And September 29th, it's the record company, the manager, the publicist, the agents... Record label, we're all sitting down with the master plan. When does it come out? When do we start shooting the videos? And I can't wait for all of you to see it. I've never been, I'm telling you right now, even if it's a flop, this is the most exciting, one of the most exciting things that I've done that I'm, I, I'm beyond proud of. But it can't flop because you're doing it out of love and you're I loving am. it. So you're, you're right. already won. You're right. Good hanging, Rich. Um, Jim Brewer, Mets and more. Only a matter of time for the Mets clinch it. And I'm not being over cocky or confident, Rich. It's just a fact. Okay. Uh, thank you, Kelly, for showing up at the show last night. Diehard uh, Jason Worth fan. All the Met fans that are showing up at the shows. And all just the regular fans showing up. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Mets and more. If anyone's listening. Thanks. They're listening? Yeah. All right, good. All right, guys, talk to you soon, and hopefully we'll be back and running uh, in a week or so. Seriously, though, thank you so much. Take care. Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you Geico has more than just great savings. Much more. Geico's been around for more than 75 years, back when they were using Morse code. Sorry, that's just my sense of humor. What's more, with Geico, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents on the app, online, or over the phone, so you can talk to them at night or in the morning. So forevermore, just know that no other auto insurer has more more than Geico. More power to you. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.